And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Nah, fiddlesticks. I'll never get the car to work in time for the big race against my enemy. And I've been hammering all night and all day. When will things change for me? Broom, broom. Tough luck. I'm better off driving a 40-ton truck. Just go. Why try? This engine is fuming, and so am I. My life is fast and furious, but I'm curious. Is there something more? The wheels are turning, but I've been swerving round what my heart beats for. When I'm speeding down the road going 95, it'd be nice to have a bro on the passenger side. <laughs> podcast on the athletic network it's tuesday july 6th happy nba finals day i'm je skeets rolling with the homie tas mellis best fast and furious ever right there. <laughs> i was gonna say is that part of the canon a, there he wants yeah. a bro in the passenger side of his car or in the other car driving beside him racing because if you have him in your passenger seat just slowing you down bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go top shot hot boy trey kirby hey Hey, yo. yo, the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. Finally, the man making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. First things first, shout out to the stream team for joining us live on YouTube. Take a quick second, smash that like button, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, and hey, leave a comment below the video. Defeat the algorithm. Keep sending in your questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. And, uh... Go grab some No Dunks merch over at NoDunks.com. The No Dunks NBA Finals Collection. It's hot and it's ready for bucks and Suns fans. Go to NoDunks.com. Before we get into setting up game one of the NBA Finals tonight, just a reminder, if you didn't catch yesterday's show because you were enjoying your holiday here in the States maybe, well, go check it out. It's our uh, sort of mega finals preview. Dropped it on Monday. Hey, I even think it went up to Apple Podcasts in a timely fashion. Wow. So oh, that baby! Was nice. Yeah, everybody's got this one. Uh, go check that out. We make our predictions for the series and, and all that good stuff. But yeah, doing a little deeper dive, I guess, here with Game 1, guys. I got some questions for you. The first one, big news, Giannis is listed as doubtful for Game 1 tonight of the NBA Finals. Uh, you missed him for the past two games with that hyperextended left knee. He is on the report as doubtful. So just a question, Tass, is... Either game one tonight or the series in general. Can the Bucks do this? Can the Bucks defeat the Suns if Giannis were to never play in this thing? Of course they can. Did you watch game five and game six of the Eastern Conference Finals? This team is playing together right now. I say that, but I also 
take a step back and I'm going to say don't listen to me during these NBA finals whatsoever because I've been judicious. I've been sort of level-headed making my predictions the first three rounds, but now I'm just in movie mode. I want the best movie script and I think the best movie script, what I'm following, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm digging right now is, yeah, game five, game six of the Eastern Conference Finals. Yanis goes down and Drew steps up and Brooks steps up and Chris Middleton steps up. And I just assume that they're going to play at the same level going in to the finals and they're going to ride, uh, you know, Yanis's coattails, whether he comes back or not. And at the end of it all, he's going to be on their shoulders and they're going to lift him to the title. He's just going to be the decoy out there. Drew Holiday will be named finals MVP and they'll say, no, 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 no. Yanis is our MVP. I mean, we just watched a Fast and Furious clip. This is about family. This is about team. <laughs> this ain't about superstars. This is just about the best squad out there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in that mode where I think that Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Brooke Lopez are all going to play that same way that they did in games five and game six. But don't listen to me because I think the Phoenix Suns are the favorite on paper in basically every way right now. Uh, you know, they have such a good matchup for Chris Middleton and Mikel Bridges. Uh, they they have their own thing that they're playing for with Chris Paul. Obviously, Giannis is out. Uh, just up and down the roster. There's, I don't know if P.J. Tucker can stop Devin Booker. So I think everything is in the Suns' corner. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. I think the best storyline, I just I just think that those guys can continue to play that way. But history says that won't happen. So, listen, I don't know if anybody's got any news other than Yanis is doubtful tonight. So that's it. I mean, that's all you can go on, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he's that's it. He could be back. He could be back tonight. Could be back in game two. So uh, that's it. Let's, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. They could win one game for sure. But all things point, Suns. Yeah, the health here, his health, Lee, it's the biggest single factor in these finals. It's like whether he can return, when he returns, and oh yeah, if he returns, what type of Giannis is he? Uh, But same question. I mean, I think we all agree. Of course they can win a game or two, but can they win a series if he were not play at all? What do you think? Yeah, they can. I mean, it certainly is uh, stacked up against them. They need everything else to go right for them. They need Brooke Lopez to stay on the court. They need Drew Holiday to hit his shots. They need P.J. Tucker to find his range again because he hasn't been shooting the ball all that well in the playoffs. He's been good since he came to the Bucks in the regular season, but it has taken a bit of a dip there in the playoffs. But if all those factors combine, then Milwaukee's a tough team. I mean, they've been to the playoffs before. They've had some heartbreak before as well. So you're coming up against a team that's a little bit more battle-tested in terms of playoffs in the overall experience than the Phoenix Suns, whereas the Phoenix Suns have pretty much cruised along. Things have gone very much to plan so far for them in the playoffs, and they've got relatively good health. I know Devin Booker, probably he's probably you know got a little bit of uh, vision problems still with that broken <laughs> nose there, but otherwise, the Suns are in a good spot. And I sometimes just think that, you know, you just never quite know how things are going to play. They never sort of follow the script, and certainly in Game 1, when these teams both get a bit of a feel for each other, that's, I think, a really good chance here for the Bucks to steal one if they can while the focus has sort of shifted maybe the Suns are just a little bit nervous in front of the home fans because again I think when they made the playoffs I think people were hoping look if we can get to the uh, conference finals that'll be a successful season they've almost exceeded expectations throughout this whole season so maybe that plays into it but certainly you would feel more comfortable right now if you are the Suns because you have so many advantages talked about them yesterday home court advantage health advantage rest advantage all those factors and you've got Devin Booker who's been playing fantastic well, shooting the ball well. Chris Paul has been waiting his entire career for this moment, so you think he's not going to let it slip. 
Um, DeAndre Ayton as well. He's grown throughout these playoffs and a lot throughout this season. So the Suns have all the all the positives and all the momentum going their way, but you just have to play the game still. And and the and the Bucks aren't going to be a walkover by any means. You know, they know we know that they can defend well. We know they can score the ball. They just have to hope that all those things come together tonight. And everyone has a good game. We saw that against the Hawks in game. Five, mm-hmm. it was in Milwaukee. They all sort of blend together here. But, you know, all their starters contributed, sort of got in the, in the high teens or 20s, and everyone played well. Everyone contributed and, and defended really well. And that's what Budenholzer has to do tonight. He hasn't got a deep rotation. Mm-mm. He's probably only going to go, you know, seven, maybe eight at a push there. You know, Thanasis is going to run out there for 42 seconds at some point. But otherwise, <laughs> you know, they're already Family. missing... <laughs> they're, they're already missing, you know, DiVincenzo. And I think they're going to feel that a little bit. I mean, you know, he because he, he, he was a starter and, and he's not there. And Pat Connaughton, you know, he he's in and out a little bit. He's up and down. So, you know, the Bucks don't have a big margin for error tonight. They have to be on their game from the start. But having not had Giannis for the last two games, at least they go into the game prepared, expecting him not to play. So they've at least had some familiarity. That's not going to be easy. But I, I, I don't think uh, I don't think the Suns just walk all over the uh, Bucks tonight or throughout the series, no matter if Giannis plays or not. Yeah, Middleton talked about this in the press conferences yesterday. He said, when Giannis is out there, a lot of times we can just give him the ball and let him go to work and let him orchestrate a lot of things out there without him. We got to do it by committee. Uh, and that's how they would have to approach this, right, TK? Now, the thing is, yeah, they won games five and six against the Hawks, though. The yeah. Suns team is way better. That, that's the huge difference here. They're just a better team because the Hawks were also banged up. Their own guy out one of those games, and he comes back, and, not, and you know Trey Young not looking that well. Bogdanovich sort of all series long. So, you know, they had their injuries as well, and no Hunter, of course. The Suns is just, they're just a better team than the Atlanta Hawks. And I'm not trying to, like, take the Hawks down a peg here, but, like, that's just a fact, right? Yeah, that's just a fact. I think the Bucks can win a game. I think they could win any single game of these seven without Giannis, especially with the way we saw Middleton and Holiday playing in games five and six. If they're going to go out there and give you 50 points combined and 15 assists, that's basically going to equal Chris Paul and Devin yeah. Booker from the Suns. Uh, yeah, exactly. But that's only one game. I don't think over the course of a series that the Bucks are really going to stand a chance if Giannis doesn't play. The guy's an MVP two times in a row and a defensive player of the year. He's one of the greats in the game, and obviously the Bucks would rather have him out there. But, you know, with the backcourt playing pretty well in five and six, I mean, the, the quality of competition, like you're saying, Skeets, is going to be a major step up. I feel like this is probably going to be the best defense uh, that the Bucks have seen so far. You got Chris mm-hmm. Paul is going to be getting into Drew Holiday. It's going to probably be Mikhail Bridges, I would imagine, on uh, Chris Middleton. But, yeah, I mean, uh, in, in a one game, anything can happen. You know, if uh, Brooke Lopez is going to be 1.0, Brooke Lopez again, that's massive. He was huge in the Bucks' biggest win so far this series. 33 in that game, 5 without Giannis, looking like an all-star. Had the huge block in Game 7 against the Nets. Aiton has been great in the playoffs, though, so far. So that'll be a fun matchup to watch with those two. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing is that the Bucks do play good defense, and that defense is going to stick around even if they don't have their – Free safety lurking back there and Giannis Antetokounmpo. But there's a reason the Suns have been beating these teams that have been hobbled a little bit here because they're really good. So if you come in not playing your best, Phoenix is going to beat you. Yeah, there are some similarities, it feels like, Tass, right, to the Suns just having played the Clippers, who are without their best guy, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard, uh, uh, you know, really on both ends of the floor. Now here's no Giannis if he doesn't play tonight, if he doesn't play a couple games. I mean, hopefully he comes back at some point. But, you know, they didn't roll over the Clippers. It took six. But they got the job done because they're a damn good team, like Trey just said. And I just wonder, or I fear a little bit, 
Again, I thought Giannis was going to play. Hell, maybe he does. Maybe this is uh, some gamesmanship here from the Bucks. I sort of doubt it that he goes tonight now with this doubtful listing, but it's just uh, it's just rough for Milwaukee, I think, to overcome, uh, to win four out of seven against a, a good, you know, sort of deep Suns team that, yeah, has got a little lucky when it's come to the injuries in terms of matchups, you know, what, trailing the Lakers when Anthony Davis eventually goes down, obviously helped out with no Jamal Murray in the Nuggets series and then no Kawhi Leonard at all. In the Clippers series, like, why would that change, I guess, is what I'm getting at here, if Giannis doesn't really play for a good chunk of this? Well, for sure. For the whole series, yes. But game one, I think there is a little bit of a rust versus rest factor. The Suns have been off just chilling while the Bucks are still in their flow and and should have uh, a a bit more, uh, yeah, just a a flow in their offense than the Suns do. I mean, go back to the last series. uh, The Suns also had a rust versus rest factor. They they keep getting lots of time off because they're, uh, you know, they, 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 they won two series in six games, but they also had a, a sweepy in there. Um, and uh, so coming off that Nuggets sweep, they had they had some time off. And then Devin Booker scored 40 in that game one uh, against the mm-hmm. Clippers. But uh, that was without Chris Paul. And I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a big factor, that Devin Booker had the ball in his hands a ton. And, and uh, I, you know, that's the, the matchup I, I'm watching big time is Devin Booker versus P.J. Tucker. Uh, I, th- I think they'll put PJ on him, who's definitely slower. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, aside from that game one in that series against the Clippers, Devin Booker was low key, just okay. Uh, he shot 38% from the floor, 28% from three overall. And that was with a monstrous uh, game one. So with Chris Paul beside him, plus that injury that bothered him, he didn't have an incredible series. Uh, so that that's, Kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, again, if we, you know, we step back, the Suns have so many advantages in this series. I do think Mikael Bridges is the best defender that Chris Middleton's going to see over an entire series. I do think DeAndre Ayton is the best center that they've seen over this whole playoffs. Bam Adebayo wasn't even close to being the Bam Adebayo level guy. Uh, so that's going to be scary for them on the inside. Again, it's it's... It's movie script for me, man. I just don't think that the, the Phoenix Suns um, uh, should lose this game and or should lose this series even uh, with the way things are looking with Giannis's injury. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just riding the high of, of the the end of the series for the Bucks there. So yeah, I'm feeling sort of what Lee was saying there going into Game One. Just keep up that flow, Brooke, Drew, Chris. You can't sit back and you you can't relax, obviously. Uh, if Giannis is out, uh, so they got to play that same way, even if Giannis steps on the floor. And yeah, storybook would be Giannis is on the floor, but he's a decoy and everybody just working magic around him. It's a, it's a little Willis Reed. It's a, it's a little uh, kicking ass uh, in terms of the supporting cast. Can they do that again? That's, that's really the, the huge question for the Bucks. Can, can Drew, Brooke, and Chris Middleton continue this, even though they don't really have the matchup advantages from the Eastern Conference Finals to the Finals against a better team. Uh, like you guys said, uh, it's just it's hard to do for an extended period of time. We saw down at the Fortress, you guys were at Game 4, the Hawks did it without Trey Young. The Bucks then did it in Games 5 and Game 6. They got home court, then they did it in Game 6. But how long can you keep that up mm-hmm. if your superstar is not around? That's just tough. Yeah, it feels a little bit, Lee, like the 2019 finals where there was a giant question mark just hanging over it. It was like you're playing uh, Super Mario Brothers and there's a giant block with the question mark on it. Uh, and that was 
when or if Kevin Durant will come back in that finals. And then this one is the exact same thing, really, with Giannis. And again, if he comes back, what type of Giannis is it? Because I think we're sort of forgetting, or at least I am, maybe I was yesterday. It's like, he can't come back, and he's not like James Harden, where he's like, you know, he, he's a shooter, and he can operate and facilitate. Like, my point is, he's got a hyperextended knee. The way this guy plays... My God, that is not a good uh, injury to have, let's say. A guy that just attacks, attacks, attacks. So much torque on that leg. Um, you know, heaven forbid he were to come back and then hurt it again. Like happened to, of course, KD. But it's this just like when and if and how he'll look is all we're going to be talking about, I think, unfortunately, until ultimately maybe he's out there. Yeah, and if you look at James Harden and even Trey Young, we could tell just by looking at them that they weren't 100% healthy. And I think it'll be the same with Giannis. If he can't sort of get into the paint and slalom past the defenders right. for those layups that he likes, that'll be a fairly obvious sign that he probably not shouldn't be out there. You know, if it, it's one of those situations where, oh, it's the finals, it's a game, whatever. So he is playing, uh, if it was a regular season game, he's probably out for at least a month here. So uh, I, I think, I just hope that the Bucks do, you know, make the right decision and don't, uh, and look at what happened with Kevin Durant and don't yeah. just say, look, let's just throw him out there and see what we can get out of him because that ultimately was the wrong decision. And, and, and Kevin Durant suffered what has been for other players, a career ending injury. Now he's obviously recovered from it, but, you know, just that word hyperextended knee, and we all saw that injury. Like, I'm shocked that he's even sort of considered a questionable at this point because it was one of those ones that looked ugly. Yeah. And we've certainly seen, uh, you know, guys miss significant time after that. But whatever the case, you know, you know, you know, Giannis has been waiting for his basketball life to get to this point. So, you know, he's going to be trying to do everything he can to get healthy. But uh, if he's not 100%, then the Bucks are just better off waiting until he can at least get out there and, and can move as freely uh, as he can because otherwise, you know, it's potentially a detriment to the team as well if he's in some way, um, you know, not able to, to contest shots and to, to, you know, be used in the offense as much as uh, he normally is. So uh, it's, it's a bummer. There's no doubt about it, uh, like it was with Kevin Durant because you want to see the best players competing for the finals. But I also don't think that uh, the Milwaukee Bucks are going into this like, expecting people to feel sorry for them or anything like this. It'll be that sort of underdog mentality where they get galvanized. Everyone's writing us off. Everyone's picking the Phoenix Suns. Maybe this is our chance to go up and sort of surprise the Suns and get right. a victory. So uh, that's what you hope for. And you, and you do know that they are going to compete. They're going to, you know, Bridges, if he's on uh, Middleton, definitely he's been a good defender. But Chris Middleton's shown when he gets cooking, especially against the Hawks there, he can be very, very difficult to stop. So uh, mm -hmm. the Bucks, the Bucks need, you know, a Chris Middleton third or fourth quarter tonight. They need that for at least two or three quarters, I think, really, yeah. uh, to get them into it. But, but you know, Drew Holiday quietly, you know, he can go out there and get you twenty-five or thirty points, put some pressure on Devin Booker or Chris Paul, whoever's on him on the defensive end, and and that's where the Bucks just have to perform. They have to get all those star players, those veteran players to go out there and just keep the pressure on the Phoenix defense and, and just see if there is a crack in that in, in Phoenix, if this stage is one step too many. I mean, again, it, it, it certainly favors Phoenix. Everything is in their, in their corner right now, but uh, you, know, you just never know what could happen in one game. And if the Bucks win tonight, uh, then you know that then the series is really alive. So let's hope we get at least that, uh, that first game where it's like, man, the Bucks are going to be a battle in this series and are going to fight no matter what, if, even if Giannis isn't playing at all. I just want to jump in here with uh, with Jared Greenberg's line on Yanis Antetokounmpo working out the last couple of days. This is this is from Jared Greenberg of NBA TV. He said, "Quote: Yanis Antetokounmpo was working out at a private gym in front of a quote an army of observers <laughs> to determine if he'll be able to play in Game One of the NBA Finals. He has progressed significantly and will fight tooth and nail to be in the lineup. Gotta love it. Gotta love it." I mean, <laughs> 
it, it, it is interesting, like, how good he's going to look because you saw when KD was in those warm-ups, game five uh, of that, that Raptors series, he looked amazing. Then that first quarter, oh, he looked amazing. Uh, but obviously came back a, a little bit too soon. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's the thing with Yadis. Uh, I mean, the, the game five and game six bought him a few days. Uh, but uh, it's it, to me, it's not the same type of injury at all. But who the heck do what the heck do I know? Anyway, let's just hope he's healthy when he comes back. And even if he's a decoy out there, um, I, I think, again, like like I said yesterday, you kind of need those reps for him to get through it, to see if they're going to win this series, because he's not going to have a great game when he comes back. Uh, but if you're going to win this series, you're going to have to get him into Yanis mode. And I think that's going to take a couple of games. This, that's my only, I just want to push back on like the decoy angle. I just don't think it works for a guy like Giannis because it's one thing decoy. like, yeah, I mean, Trey Young, Harden again, like KD, of course, uh, you got to respect that the, they're still shot makers and they can hit a shot from the outside. So you can you can actually use them as a decoy. You can put them somewhere on the floor and you still got to respect the hell out of it because they're shooters. And it's like, you really can't do that with Giannis because uh, he can't shoot uh, to that extent. I mean, he can he can he can bang home the odd three every once in a while, but of course he's not on their level. Those guys I just listed. So that's the fascinating part. I just like. I think he's like he's got to be good enough to go and then be the honest where he's attacking, 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 and the ability to get to the rim to set up other guys. But maybe they know something I don't, and maybe this is all again. Uh, I don't think it is Trey, but maybe this is they, they are playing a little coy here, uh, and we see him suddenly starting tonight, and they just didn't want to let the, the Suns know that. Maybe I get that he can't shoot, but maybe they. Are. I get that he can't shoot, but you kind of have to do keep it have to keep some attention to him, especially sure. in a game one where you're trying to feel things out. Like he is the MVP. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, you just have to keep some eyes on him. So that opens up space to me. I understand you're mm-hmm. playing off him a bit, but you also have a really good ass defender on him that wouldn't be on somebody else. And you have to do, you have to pay some attention to. Him. Well, the last I checked the Suns right now for game one are five and a half point favorites. Lily's I've seen it up to six and a half, but anywhere within five and a half to six and a half, their favorites to win game one. I'm sure a big part of that is the, uh, the honest question mark, but I wanted to, do, uh, to dig a little deep here this morning, hit up BetMGM, and find some uh, Game 1 player props. And I just want to know, for all of you guys, is there one you got your eye on here? You know, would you like to call up my buddy Grish and make a friendly bet with one of these uh, player props you got? I didn't go to BetMGM. I went to BetCAM. BetCAM. I want to know what Big Cam's got here. So, uh... Well, he's got everything. That's Wizards the and Warlocks. <laughs> what? That's not even well, on the board, Cam. Well, uh, I, I did like I like the props uh, because it does give you a little bit of interest that doesn't necessarily affect the outcome of the game, which right. is great. Um, and so the one I looked at, and, and I sort of addressed it a little bit there earlier, PJ Tucker, since he joined the Bucks, was shooting really well from three, 39% in 20 regular season games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in 17 playoff games, he's only at 29% and only 23% in that last series against the Hawks. But I think it's precisely the right time to get in on PJ Tucker <laughs> oh, wow. and go heavy on him tonight. Because to be the Bucks' first basket, he's plus 800, plus 1600 for the total game's first basket, and an even juicier plus 3000 if that first basket is a three pointer. Now, this is PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker in the corner. Where's he playing tonight? <laughs> He's playing in Phoenix. He knows this court, he knows this arena, and this is how I can see it playing out. I think Brooke Lopez wins the tip. 
I think the Bucks <laughs> gaining that first possession. All the Suns' defense is going to be focused straight on on Middleton. You know, then Drew Holiday. PJ just going to be waiting in the corner, ready to cash in. If that play gets a little bit broken, a bit, bit, bit of a fumble, it goes uh, goes out to PJ in the corner. That's his spot. He knows. He had a huge three, actually, against the Hawks in Game 6. It was the only one that he hit, but it was at precisely the right time. So I think tonight is a great time to go heavy. PJ Tucker, first <laughs> basket of the game. Oh, my God. Okay. It's a three-pointer. Okay. That's going to get you plus three thousand. Whatever you want to uh, invest on that, I think Jeez. that's the way to do, that's the way to go. Jump on PJ Tucker. Okay, PJ Tucker is going to start the scoring of the NBA Finals with a three, very likely in the corner. Is what uh, it, uh, it's else is definitely it's, it's in the definitely corner. in the corner. That's yeah. that's for sure. Happy. I just think Brook again. I think he's going to win the tip, so the Bucks get first possession yeah. and yep. bang okay. away. So okay, I mean, I, I know Eaton's got some hops there. He's a <laughs> <springy, laughs> guy. Yeah. You never know what the tip is. That's right. That's right. It could be a bad throw. You can tell that the nightly watching schedule has slowed down a bit here. We got Skeets watched Fast and Furious last night talking yep. about the torque on Giannis's leg. Meanwhile, <laughs> Lee is pulling out uncut gems era prop bets here, calling yep. the tip and the first play. But like you're saying, Brent Berry wrote the song, PJ Tucker's open in the corner That's during right. his time in Phoenix. Lee, this is a great pick here, actually, I think. Like you're saying, you get plus 3,000 on whatever your units oh, are. We'd be making uh, mad money. We'd be, able to, we'd be able to buy a nice car there, Lee. For, uh, <laughs> we could hit race wars in the desert. Um, yes, yes. The Fast and the Furious podcast, like binge watch, it, it is happening, guys. You got all the time in the world. We started watching them now. They're not going to release until uh, early August. So you've got some weeks here to start banking your watches of uh, Fast and Furious. And, uh, man, I got a lot, whole lot of thoughts about the <laughs> First one. I can't wait to podcast about it. But okay, Lee's got PJ Tucker go, going a little differently than I thought. Um, the tasks uh, is there one you know over under point scored assist whatever stuff like that or something else that uh, that you're watching for in game one player prop bet. I didn't go to a juicy parlay like Lee. It's a lot more fun for sure. Uh, yeah. I went I went simpleton. I went with Brooke Lopez over one and a half blocks. Okay. It's, a, nice. it's a low number uh, because uh, he's had three and four in his last two games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those didn't have Yanis Tentacupo in them, uh, but uh, he has to do more on defense when Yanis is either injured or just not playing at all. So, uh, you know, whether or not Yanis plays, I think Brooke is up for it. Uh, he's, he's playing really, really well. The first possession of the last game, he blocked Kevin Herter. You know, sort of in the mid-range. Yeah. Uh, like this is this is a massive man, but he can really move his feet. And we all know where Chris Paul shoots from. Chris Paul always gets space in that mid-range, but Brooks willing to go out there. I could see him blocking a shot from Chris Paul out there. Now they don't necessarily have a lot of drivers uh, on the Phoenix Suns, but Dem Booker does get in there at times. I think Brook will be up for the task. I mean, he's 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 going to be uh, relied upon a lot on both ends. So I think that's a a decent two, bet two there. blocks that's all you're looking for from yeah. Brooke Lopez and, and then yeah. you're hitting it yeah that's not about I mean he's he's fascinating in this series like whether he can actually even be on the court because as we like they got destroyed in game one from Trey Young because they did their ultimate like drop coverage where Brooke stays back and that's how they usually play defense and then he dropped 48 on them and they're like oh we better switch this up and as that series went on and on they did they just started switching it a whole lot more and brooke did a really good job like you said tass of like starting to stay in front or at least challenge some of these uh the guards on the hawks players and can he do the same with the suns because you know they're going to be running pick and rolls and uh, you got eight you know screaming behind you and lobbing to the net so yeah I, like 
I, I could see Brooke having a monster series, but at the same time, I could also see him being played off the off the floor because of just the matchup problem, and then the Bucks having to go small maybe to uh, to stick with it. But we will see. Okay, two blocks off Brooke Lopez in Game One. Trey, what do you got for your player prop bet? I like Devin Booker over thirty two and a half combined points and assists. Seems like oh, yeah. a big number. He's thirty plus points in seven of sixteen playoff or seven of seventeen playoff games so far. I think. Five plus assists in eight of those seventeens, uh, eight of those seventeen games, and we've seen already in this playoffs two massive game ones from Devin Booker: thirty-four points, eight rebounds, six assists in his first ever playoff game against the Lakers. Very nice. And then obviously that classic: forty points, thirteen rebounds, and eleven assists. He's got the skills. He's got the talent. He shows up in these big games. And another thing is that I think he's going to have the most offense forward matchup here uh, amongst the backcourt guys because Chris Paul, Drew Holiday, they're probably guarding each other. Drew, Drew, I suppose, could either be on CP3 or Devin Booker. Middleton's guarding the other guy, but Booker can kind of hide somewhere because Mikhail Bridges is around. He'll probably take Middleton just so you can save Booker's legs a little bit here. That frees mm-hmm. him up on offense. And like you're saying, Skeets, the Bucks in general come out in a drop coverage. And if you're doing that against the Phoenix Suns, it's either going to be Chris Paul or Devin Booker getting into that mid-range. I'm thinking Booker has a little bit better matchup to exploit. So give me a big game from Devin Booker tonight. I like your pick for him as finals MVP. He's, uh, he's kind of where I'm leaning as well. Yeah, I, um, I'm on this you know same wavelength here with you as a game one player prop. I just went points. Devin Booker, uh, I saw 28 and a half. I think he hits 30 points tonight. So that would be my, uh, my bet. Uh, but uh, you know, I've lost the last two pick and payoffs, uh, and still owe those during the summer. By the way, so uh, you know, take take my bet with a with a grain of salt. Okay, final question here: What's one specific thing you're watching for uh, in tonight's game? Be it you know a specific X and an O, X and an O's, X and O's is what I'm trying to say, or a specific matchup. Uh, Trey, what do you got? I got a bunch of things I'm going to watch for. Here's a few minor things. Who's going to do the Anthem at the first finals game in Phoenix hmm. since 1993. Went on Wikipedia, found their most famous musical artists. Because, you know, like Golden State had Carlos Santana play, like mm-hmm. a, a Bay Area legend. So, could be Alice Cooper, could be Jimmy Eat World, could be CeCe Peniston, could be Dirks Bentley, all Arizona legends. Alice Cooper would personally be my pick. That would be oh, very yeah. cool. <laughs> Alice he did He did halftime in the conference final. There we go. Okay, mm. another thing. He was killing it. Oh, man. <laughs> he was killing already dead. It killing it, huh? 70 plus. <laughs> School's out for mm-hmm. summer. School's out for summer. Also interested to see, are the Suns going to be the first team to wear orange jerseys in the finals? Probably not in game one. My guess, they're going with the Valley jerseys. They look good. As for yeah. actual basketball stuff, how are the Bucks going to play defense? Because... The big decision for Big Bud is Jeru Holiday. The Suns have two great guards. There's only one Jeru. Is he going to guard Chris Paul or is he going to guard Devin Booker? You're going to be missing Dante DiVincenzo. That's a low-key important injury here, I think, uh, for the Bucks, just because his athleticism on the perimeter would at least allow one of those guys to take a break because you're asking for major two-way performances from both Holiday and Middleton. And the next question from that is playing that drop coverage that the Bucks like to do. That's the standard for them. They tried it on Trey Young, like you're saying, Skeets, and he just destroyed it. But once Brooke uh, stepped up a little bit more on the pick and roll, yeah. once they switched a little bit more, and once Drew Holiday kind of got into Trey Young, things changed, but that opens up the offensive glass for Aiden. It's such a cat-and-mouse game. Having players who are versatile defenders who actually have to guard versatile offensive players, it's a lot of interesting stuff's going to be happening. 
Most likely the Bucks come out, play it standard, and everybody's saying, why won't Mike Budenholzer adjust? Why won't this guy adjust? <laughs> then by the end of the series, we're talking about, oh, he actually played all of his guys, like 48 minutes a game. He played only six guys. It's fine. He adjusts eventually. Sometimes it just takes a while. Mm, okay, lots to watch there from TK. What about you, Tass? Anything to add? Well, yeah, that, I'm really interested in Devin Booker's matchup. I, I understand, uh, you know, shooting guard, shooting guard, but uh, I think they try and throw P.J. Tucker at him. It's going to be tough for P.J. Tucker to stick with Devin Booker, but that is absolutely uh, their best matchup decision. Uh, the, the, I think their best option uh, is what I'm trying to say, uh, especially because at finals practice, P.J. Tucker was wearing Devin Booker's P.E., he was wearing his, his, his Kobe P.E., his player-exclusive shoe there. Um, he, this guy is wearing the shoe of an opponent in finals practice. I mean, he's really thinking this through. I think he wants to get in there uh, on Booker. Otherwise, uh, P.J. Tucker is not doing much on the floor if he's guarding Jay Crowder or Mikel Bridges. I mean, that's it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me to have him out there. Uh, other than winning, you know, your player prop and hitting a shot in the corner, I would take him off, uh, take him off the floor unless he's guarding Devin Booker. So I think that's uh, that's going to be his job tonight. Get into Devin Booker's shoes. <laughs> Lee, what about you? What are you watching for tonight? Whether or not the uh, Bucks can survive when Budenholzer has to go to like a Jeff Teague for a handful of minutes up right. against someone like a campaign who campaign has been really good for the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs. He's younger, he's quicker. His game has just improved so much for a guy who was out of league. Now, Jeff Teague actually had a decent game six. Got to be fair to him in Atlanta. Hit some big threes. Other than that, he hasn't really done anything in the playoffs. And I think largely because Budenholzer really, you know, can't really trust him out there for too long. But if you can get game six, Jeff Teague, like a game six, Clay Thompson. <laughs> <James 16. laughs> um, but that's, I think that that's going to be some crucial minutes there for, for uh, the Bucks because, you know, Budenholzer has certainly been playing his stars more, but he needs to be able to buy, you know, throughout the game, sort of somewhere between five to eight to ten minutes of, of, of Drew Holiday sitting down and resting or if he gets in foul trouble or anything like that. Uh, and that's when the Suns' second unit, you know, Torrey Craig has been really good as well coming off the bench, but, but Campaign has been the real star of that team. He really pushes the pace. He can hit the three as well. And those could be some uh, really crucial minutes. So I think, you know, with the starters and the star players, we know we're going to see, you know, the Bucks obviously going to go heavy to Chris Middleton, try to get him going. Chris Paul, I expect to probably take over uh, a little bit more than we've seen and a little bit earlier, perhaps just because we know he can uh, get that mid-ranger going anytime he wants. But it could be that, uh, you know, th those crucial minutes could only be sort of to end a quarter or to start a quarter. But that could be where the game uh, could sort of get out of hand if the Bucks uh, don't keep themselves, you know, under control in that moment. So if you trust Jeff, Jeff Teague from Game 6, you're probably feeling okay. If you think that was a bit of an anomaly, you're probably feeling that uh, he's got a short leash tonight if, uh, if he's out there. I, I was at the Fortress for Game 6, and people in the crowd were screaming, anybody but Jeff Teague. That's what <laughs> yeah. they were I mean, that was uh, that, that felt cruel. <laughs> Jeff Teague was, like, uh, playing really well and hitting big shots against the Hawks in a, in a do-or-die game there. But, yeah, he was he was good. And, like, I think that can still – that same what you're saying, Lee, is, like, maybe that's Forbes hits a couple threes. Right. It's like, like you're saying, these spot minutes, there's not going to be a ton to go around, especially if Giannis is out and then Bobby Portis is getting a ton of minutes. It's like, who just delivers? And that's what happens in the finals. That's what makes them actually really fun. It's like, uh, yeah, the stars, for the most part, sort of uh, can come through generally consistently. It's like, where are these, like, 
you know, is there a Tory Craig game for crying out loud at some point in these finals? Like the revenge game there. And then I can bring back my cash considerations joke and you guys can laugh a little harder this time. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, nine o'clock, they're telling us, of course, on uh, ABC tonight. Uh, all nine o'clock starts Eastern time. But what's the bullseye tip, Trey Kirby? Like, what are we saying for a finals game? We stick in... Sticking to 9, 15, 16, 17 is a little faster because it's a, a later start. Where are we going with the bullseye tip? Bullseye tip, 909. 909? 909. I don't know. I don't know. That's Tass, well, well, you, you got a bullseye tip <laughs> prediction? I think Alice Cooper is going to be holding his notes. Yeah, give me a 913, 914. I don't want you to miss... The start of Game 3 skeets. Yeah. Sunday, Game 3, 8 Eastern start. Mm. Oh, excuse me. Okay, good correction. Yeah. I thought I saw Everybody likes o'clock. to go to sleep You're early right, Sunday. on Sundays. You're right. Sunday, Sunday, a little early start. Okay, so we got Game 1 here Tuesday, Game 2 on Thursday, Game 3, that earlier start on Sunday night. Is that correct, Tess? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's And then correct. do we have the dumb, stupid break yes. in Game 4 is not until Wednesday? I think, I think it's three yeah. days after that for every game, I believe. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Because they want the Game 7 on a Sunday if it gets to that uh, point. Oh, right. Yeah. Right, right. Must have a game seven on a Sunday. I love, I love talking dates. I I love talking dates with you guys. (laughs) Got to correct you again. Oh no! Game seven's on a Thursday. (laughs) Oh really? They don't love it that much. Oh wow. Okay. Well, you know what? Though I will say. Okay, you're right. But I'd say because they pulled this two days ahead, that's why then maybe that's shut shit for the head. Hashtag well, actually, task well because I know the schedule used to be Thursday, Sunday. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday, yeah. Wednesday, Sunday. That's what oh, it used to be. Look at this guy. Yeah. Look at this guy. Those his dates. Okay, who you got to know the TV deals, how they work. You know, they don't like the Friday night or the Monday, but it's worth it if you get the Sunday seven. Uh, <laughs> God damn, you're right. And this thing's going seven. This thing's going seven. We're getting to Thursday so. nights, uh, game seven. And as the people uh, in the stream team are mentioning, yeah. this is actually low-key a big series for Alice Cooper because apparently he's an Arizona guy, but he's very famous for saying... Milwaukee in oh, Wayne's yeah. world. So it's going to be interesting to see who Alice Cooper's pulling for tonight. Can you imagine Alice Cooper wearing a basketball jersey? That just seems very weird to me. Well, along, along those lines, who's Eric Bledsoe cheering for in this <laughs> Didn't want to be in Phoenix. They didn't want him in Milwaukee. I mean, yikes. Which one do you go, Lee? Like, What's he cheering for? I guess he's Probably going for the Bucks, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, maybe because yeah, he's got—he's maybe more of a connection with those guys. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah but they would, traded him away because well, they said you're not good enough. For yeah. Some of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Who else? There's been must have been a few other uh, Bucks and Suns crossovers over the years. Oh, I mean, some, PJ Tucker for one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, there's there. I think there's actually quite a bit. That I can't think of any right now. Oh, yeah. Ro- what about right. Robin Lopez? Is he cheering for the Suns, his oh, former yeah. team, or his uh, yeah. also former team and brother slash and adversary, Brooke Lopez? Yeah I, th- yeah, I think he's going for the Suns, actually, Robin. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably so. Yeah. Uh, let's get that poll up at some point today, TK. Who's Eric Bledsoe cheering for <laughs> okay. in the NBA I, final? I think that's a funny, <laughs> funny question. Uh, all right, let's take a, a quick break, and then we'll get to Is This News. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. 
That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Welcome back to No Dunks. Before we get to Is This News, I just saw this tweet come through from at Ryan Thomas Cody. He said, breaking, Fernando the Sloth at the Phoenix Zoo picks the Suns to win the NBA Finals. Hashtag Rally the Valley. Yes, Fernando the Sloth, Lee. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Lee? What do you think about sloths in general? Uh, yeah, these things often come out, you know, before a World Cup or the yeah. Euro. Some animal just sort of like gravitates towards <laughs> something and... Uh, you know, people like to sort of think that's a sign. That's going to mean something. I've got a hint for you. It means nothing. Oh, wow. Of course, wow. they're just going to make the sloth pick that one. So, you know. <laughs> Oh, they made the sloth. Do you think they had I a gun so. to the sloth's head? I think they said, said sloth, the you, want to, you want to get fed for the rest of this week? Then make sure you pick the sun. So. Yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> a sloth. I mean... How inspirational is a sloth? I know. There? Yeah, it's no, like, when did they start this? Did they have to yeah. do it at the start of the postseason? And he eventually yeah. made his way over to the Phoenix? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but thank you to uh, at, uh, at Ryan Thomas Cody and for a couple people sending that uh, our direction. Okay, let's get to Is This News? Is This News? Few headlines. First one. This is why we do Is This News, Lee. The Hawks make Nate McMillan permanent head coach. Is this news? It's not really news now, but when he took over when the uh, Atlanta Hawks were 14 and 20, I think it probably would have been news back then because uh, if it wasn't a formality once they made the playoffs that Nate was probably going to be re-signed, it certainly was confirmed when they beat the Knicks in that first round. I think uh, at that point... There was certainly no question the Hawks could uh, not give Nate McMillan at least first chance or first right of refusal for the job going forward from here. I think he's done a fantastic job. And and I'm for one who said, look, I think the Hawks made a bad mistake by firing Lloyd Pierce, but that has proven to not be the case at all. Travis Schlenk made the decision. I'm sure it wasn't easy. And Nate McMillan was right there. And Nate McMillan turned this team around and went from a team that was, you know, probably looking at the playing tournament at best to uh, leading the Eastern Conference Finals, the first time they've ever done that in their history. So uh, at that point, Nate really just had to agree on a figure. And, uh, and I think it was a four-year deal. I think that's mm-hmm. what Wojnarowski reported yesterday. So congratulations to Nate McMillan. He gets another chance here. And I think you could see too, you know, again, it was only a, a small sample size, but a very successful one. He really seemed to connect with his players. And one of the things he said after a game recently was like, 
You know, if a player made a mistake, old Nate would really get on someone into the in film session the next day. He'd really sort of, you know, uh, call out a guy or make a point about, you know, how, how upset he was with something. He said he's mellowed. He's learned from that. And he realizes you have to communicate better. And, you know, people make mistakes. Players make mistakes. But communication is much stronger when you uh, don't necessarily react uh, right after a game when the emotions are running better or, or higher. Uh, when you've had time to sleep on it, look at it, and then you can approach things like that. He seems to think that players respond better in that situation. So, you know, he's learned. He's coached in Seattle, in Portland, in Indiana. Uh, and now he gets a chance here in Atlanta to, to build on the foundation that he's made in the, of the sort of second half of the season of the playoffs. So congratulations to him. And uh, I think it's a, a, it was a pretty obvious uh, move here for the Hawks yeah. to make. Yeah, I think, uh, wasn't it Schlenk that said we offered him a, a deal at the start of the playoffs? And, uh, you know, ultimately he... Uh, he waited a little bit and maybe got himself some more money in the process. Who knows, Tass? But, uh, yeah, is this newsworthy to you or is it a surprise at all? Well, it's newsworthy that uh, coaching matters. Some people just think that coaching uh, doesn't matter at all. This is, to me, just shows uh, relationships and and motivation and the influence a guy can have because it's not so much about the talent that the Hawks had and, and um, you know, uh, just making that um, – a, a bigger priority or, or somehow finding, you know, the, the skills that guys had on that roster. It was just about the relationships, you know, from uh, all the reports when, when Lloyd Pierce was, uh, was fired to now you can just see uh, how this guy has connected, how Nate has connected with so many of his players to a point where a guy like Cam Reddish, who, you know, came out uh, in this conference finals, had a little bit of a showcase there. He's going to play in summer league. He said he was going to play in summer league a long time ago. Uh, and, uh, you know, a second year guy, I think, you know, could skip summer league easily. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think, you know, that type of effect Nate McMillan has had with obviously Trey, starting with Trey Young, uh, up and down the roster, they just love the guy. And I think that was what was lacking in, in Lloyd Pierce's uh, department. I, I love Lloyd Pierce and uh, that was the issue it seemed like i mean the 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 locker room just wasn't with him uh but Mm -hmm. then when they moved on um again it wasn't just about talent it was about a belief uh in nate mcmillan so uh that's that's what they have going forward uh this team is uh is working really hard for that dude i think when it comes to the start of camp obviously they're led by trey young but uh they have a real a relationship with this coach and so coaching matters uh that 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 connection uh about uh you know getting the most out of guys nate has done that obviously now that mcmillan's contract is settled trey what what do you think the hawks biggest off-season priority is what what's next on uh travis schlank's list well next on the list is figuring out exactly what to do with john collins we've seen him during regular seasons be you know a 20 and 10 ish kind of guy on the fringes maybe of making an all-star game but it feels like he made himself even more invaluable over during the postseason just by competing defensively and really slipping into glue guy mode doing whatever whatever Mm -hmm. the hawks need to win so he's got his um, his restricted free agency over the summer. Trey Young, Kevin Herter, Clint Capella, their deals are up after next season. Then after that, it's DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish. Suddenly a team that this season, 25th in payroll, is going to get really expensive. Yeah. And you got to wonder if you're the Hawks, like, how much do you buy into this season, right? You went to the conference finals, but it's your first time in the playoffs for a long, long time. They took advantage of the 76ers uh, and Ben Simmons kind of melting down there in the playoffs. 
Obviously, uh, you know, the Nets weren't at full strength. They barely lost to the Bucks team that didn't have Giannis. So is this really a conference finalist team? Or do you kind of get um, into the Blazers situation where you make your conference finals when things line up perfectly for you and then suddenly your team a few years later, you're like, uh-oh, did we go all in with the wrong people? I think the Hawks need another star alongside Trey Young as well. Perhaps Cam Reddish becomes that guy. Perhaps DeAndre Hunter becomes that guy. But this is a major market with a young star and a team that is upwardly mobile with young pieces around them. Like, the Hawks should be trying to get, I don't don't know if Ben Simmons is the right fit for them. I don't know if it's Bradley Beal. But, like, the Hawks are going to need a second guy to compete in the Eastern Conference from here on out. And I don't necessarily know that it's on the roster right now. And I think it's easy to look at the surprising season that you had now, and you got to be compared to a conference finalist team from here on out because anything else is going to be looked at as a disappointment. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Hawks kind of, you know, smash the gas on their rebuild here. They did a little bit last summer bringing in Gallinari and Bogdanovich, but there's those guys are still high-end role players rather than second stars a young alongside Trey Young. You need two stars to win in this league at the very least. Well, you brought up Ben Simmons, and that's uh, he's involved in our next headline here. It's coming from Clutch Points. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> the Sixers' Daryl Morey purchases Ben Simmons' top shot moment amid trade rumors. Now, I wanted to show you this uh, the graphic, because that's where Clutch <laughs> Points really comes through. Uh, here it is for everybody joining us on the stream team or watching on YouTube. I don't know why I love this so much with the, with the Bitcoin there in the back. But anyway, uh, Trey, is this news? Maury purchasing a, a, a very expensive Ben Simmons uh, hollow top shot moment there amid the trade rumors. Like, what does this mean? Is, are, they, are they keeping him? Is he, is he trying to include the top shot moment in a potential trade with another team? Like, what do you think? I don't think that... Daryl Morey probably paid in Bitcoin would be my first guess on this, but I'm not totally probably sure. Not. Probably not. Um, is this news? Yeah, this is hilarious news because if you thought tracking social media likes and follows was sicko mode in the summer, how about a current GM collecting his team's players on the blockchain with total transparency? <laughs> Daryl Morey, a smart guy. He knows that people can see those transactions on the blockchain. So not only does he get the joy of riling up the internet, maybe it makes it seem a little bit more like the Sixers could run it back with Ben Simmons. This is not dissimilar to me to responding. uh, Like when somebody asked him, can Joel Embiid win the MVP this year? He's like, yeah, I actually think we got two players who could win the MVP. Also, (laughs) Ben Simmons, when you're a GM, you got to be pumping at all time. And I wonder... If Daryl Morey sees a little Ben Simmons in this Ben Simmons moment, because this is an excellent buy low candidate by Daryl Morey. There's only 28 of these hollow reward moments for Ben Simmons, one of the most rare moments on all of Top Shot. Harrison Barnes bought this exact same moment for $16,000 in mid-April. So maybe Daryl Morey's pulling a Ben Simmons with Ben Simmons, bringing him in as a buy low candidate, flipping the trade value once it gets higher. Wow, yeah, he paid $4,444, I believe, uh, for, for this one, Lee. Uh, he got a deal compared to uh, Harrison Barnes, I guess. Um, but I was fascinated to find out whether Lee thought this was news at all. Do you even know what's going on still? No, no, but the, the, the way I read this is that Daryl Morey has had a couple of offers come through, and he's, okay. like, dismissive of those. Yep. Now he goes out and buys this as a sort of show of support. Listen, yep. I, I believe in Ben. So I'm not yeah. just going to trade him for the sake of trading him. And this is how I'm trying to show Ben, you know, publicly as well. Like, we've got your back here, Ben. We believe in you. We believe you're going to be, become a better player. Right. 
what he's hoping then someone's like yeah man Daryl Morey he's not going to give Ben Ben Simmons away for a snip so we have to uh, we're going to have to really juice these trade offers sure then he's going to start working the teams off against each other and then he's going to trade Ben Simmons for some huge cachet. So it's cachet all of... part of a master plan exactly, here. Okay. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, th- this is exactly, I mean, Daryl uh, Morey is a very smart guy. He really likes to work the angles here. And I think this is just his way of playing that sort of those mind games with all those other teams. He's like, Ben Simmons is still a great player. I'm not just going to give this guy away. If you want him, you're going to have to pay up. You're going to have to pay up Bitcoin type money. Whatever the hell that means. <laughs> can can, can Daryl Morey, you're just like, uh, you know, talking this through out loud here. Like, would Daryl Morey be fine for tampering, Trey, if he actually went and got like a, a Bradley Beal hollow moment or, uh, you know, who? CJ McCollum? That's a great question, Skis, because if you like, look at Daryl Morey's profile, which if you go to NBA Top Shot, it's the first one listed. Like, he's the first okay. certified baller. Very easy to find. Right next to the Ben Simmons moment. C.J. McCollum, handles moment, appears to have been gifted to Daryl Morey by somebody else, oh which is God, very funny if people are just sliding into his wow. Top Shot account and gifting him the moments of players they want him to acquire. Right. As somebody in the stream team said, this is a little bit of insider trading here from Daryl Morey. He knows something's going to sure. be happening with Ben Simmons yeah. at some point. Yeah. What does he know? Listen, what does he yeah. know? Daryl Morey got fined for, for that tweet. Uh, when Steph Curry in the playoffs <laughs> well, that's you what know, I mean. said light it up Seth and he said you know come join him or whatever he got fined for that and he had to issue an apology or a, you know a sort of a clarification uh, so Daryl Morey he's now reaching a point where it's like I wonder if the NBA can somehow sort of tie this to tampering I think he's just testing them he's testing the front office I, no, I think you're right like yeah. can a GM a current GM let's say Morey on the Sixers can he buy a CJ McCollum can he actually can he make a custom Sixers McCollum jersey and then tweet oh, a photo of it. Oh, no, no, no way. <laughs> he, he is banned from ordering custom jerseys for 29 other teams, I think. Oh, right, oh, right. Man. But this is, I mean, there, this is a, maybe a loophole here that he's testing. Hey, I think it, he is. Exactly. If it's not in the CBA, then, you know, when we saw him a few weeks ago. I shots in the CBA. But when we saw him a few weeks when we saw him a few weeks ago, we talked about that that contract that he offered Nene, which was like really sort of geared towards just being able to trade him. And he was yeah. like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't right. break any laws. But the NBA, kind of like in the Chris Paul sort of trade veto deal, it was kind of like the NBA said, yeah, you just can't do that, though. You can't do that contract. And he's like, why not? You've got to change the rules then. It's not in the rules. Right, so, right, right. So he's going to keep on uh, testing those boundaries, which is great. This is perfect. <laughs> when does the CBA come up? Because I can guarantee that NFT clause will be inserted oh, for into sure. it. Because oh, for smart sure. employers are already doing that. They're, They're inserting NFT clauses right into contracts. I don't know if you, you can't make amendments to the, the CBA. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that'll be a point of uh, conversation in Vegas, perhaps. Mm, oh, maybe. The board of maybe. governors, let's set this down. we got to make money on this. Right? Yeah. Ben Simmons was also in the news. I don't have the photos in front of me. He was at Wimbledon, I think, Lily, mm. with, with, with a new uh, lady friend uh, smooching up there in the stands. Wearing green, too. Look at yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, he yeah. can't wear green. That means he's going to the Celtics, Ooh. doesn't he? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> yeah. I heard he hits yeah, his that's, forehand that's... with his wrong hand. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Got it. Wrong hand joke. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot tennis. of jokes like he, he can't hit a, yeah, he can't hit a three, but he can, or he shoots for tens or something like that. Uh. You know, very, very attractive woman. I don't know who it is, if she's a celebrity or not. Trey, any idea who she was? I, 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 any, I don't know. 
Okay. Maya, Maya Jamal. Yeah, I mean, she's okay. ha- she had a name that sounds famous, and yes. I was like, well, she must be somebody famous, but yeah. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. We're old. Uh, all right. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Let's get to JD with Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. It's really hard to find out who's singing the national anthem tonight. I've been searching since you guys were talking about it, and it... How do you, why do they keep it a secret or does it, is it just one of those nobody cares kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, Cause it's going to be this guy, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's I, Alice Cooper I, in a basketball jersey. Yeah. I took this photo on my TV last week sorry, to, to cut you off there, JD. I sent no, a video to my mother-in-law because uh, she, we had, Alice Cooper came up in conversation then that same night he was performing at halftime. Uh, and he was given it. Yeah, it's like a long, it's, it's a three-quarter sleeve t-shirt that he's mm. wearing. Um, so he didn't wear a jersey, Trey, but okay, he was yeah, given it. That's uh, campaign pain. <laughs> like number, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah, yeah it is. I loves, just checked. She loves 15. campaign. Yep. Amazing. Okay. Cool. Amazing. Anyways, uh, getting to the tweet, it's actually from this morning, and it's from our very own Trey Kirby, who was responding to Darren Ravel, who posted this. <laughs> it's this day in 1994, Forrest Gump is, hits theaters, and then mm-hmm. uh, Trey responded. It was a picture of uh, Forrest when he's running, during yep. his running years, and uh, <laughs> Trey says, kind of didn't realize I'd become Forrest Gump. And... <laughs> I mean, it's pretty the good. hat, when, you, when you're wearing a hat, it's, you kind of do look like Forrest Gubb. You do have a bit of a Hanksian uh, vibe to you a little bit. So, uh, yeah, anyways, I thought that was cool. But then this caught my attention in the same thread. Darren Ravel owns the Nike shirt that Tom Hanks wore during that scene and a pair of random khakis that Forrest Gump, I guess he wears a lot of khakis in the in the movie, but... Yeah. Uh, and that reminded me of the, uh, the Mrs. Delphire stuff that, w- that went up last week. Yeah. And now I'm, I've got FOMO. I've seriously got FOMO. <laughs> I want some, some movie memorabilia in our lives, on, on our yeah. set or something. There, there he is. There's yeah. Forrest. I see it, for sure. Yeah. The hair. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 on that yeah. first picture, too, I noticed that he had like a, like a polo shirt tucked into a pair of tiny shorts. I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is eerily accurate. <laughs> Man, I can't believe I look older than Forrest Gump right now. This is honestly a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> how, how old was Forrest Gump when he was running across the country, though? That's a great. Yeah, he's pretty young. Yeah. I thought I was. Gonna, I didn't think yeah. he was that old. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> you run like that, you gotta be pretty young. Right. Didn't he run across it like four times? If yeah. I remember correctly? <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say 20. You look like a 20 year old to me. Hey, yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, no, wasn't it after the army though? He, he, uh, yeah, he yeah. got back from service. Yeah, he's got the Bubba Gump habit. Can you bring up um, what Ravel has there too, uh, JD? Because. If you look at the Nike shirt that Tom Hanks was wearing there, it looks dirty and sweaty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the white one looks like it's been washed. I mean, you don't want to wash that shirt if it's the legit one, do you? I mean, you want it in its all its glory, all the sweaty, stinky, smelly, legit. You know, that that makes yeah. it legit. Like, otherwise, it's just a clean Nike T-shirt. You're saying you want it the Hanks stink. that it's clean. <laughs> you do. You do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I'm... You know, but let's peek behind the curtain. Tom <laughs> Hanks didn't run across America, so they <laughs> yeah, they tarted up this. Uh, it's, just, it's fake dirt on this Nike shirt that he's wearing, and for some reason they wash it up. Darren, maybe check that certificate of yeah. authenticity yeah. because uh, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, it looks way dirtier in yeah, this. Yeah, that's how shot. you want it. I mean, that you yeah. want it to look like because the Mrs. Doubtfire boobs were like really burnt and sick. <laughs> yeah, they're they're gone, the, uh, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want someone to repair those. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit no, absolutely a, not. Absolutely you know, I mean, not. That's the whole, all the glory there. Uh, yeah. What a good week it's been for Tom Hanks. I talked about big on yesterday's show. Yeah, huge. About, uh, wow. Think we can Gump. keep the streak going tomorrow? Yeah, absolutely. Easily, yeah. 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 Well, I got I got in a lot of shit for saying that Forrest Gump that I didn't like it last week too. <laughs> okay. So I'm not, I'm not. I'm worried yeah. about this uh, Fast and Furious thing. Because, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you're gonna. A lot of people love that the yeah. whole series, and uh, whew. so I'm gonna th- think of good things to say about all these movies. I guess. Okay. But, oh my uh, god, it's gonna be difficult. All right, so the movie uh, opens 1951, but we got a young Forrest, and then in yeah. 1976 is when he starts running. So he's like anywhere from oh, okay. 25 to 30. You would have to okay. think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, I don't he feel I don't feel as bad now. I don't feel as bad looking ten yeah, years older like this, than Forrest Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Got a few more rings oh, around my trees. I mean, he's also like he's been running across the country for four years. He's very like I don't was he wearing sunscreen? Like I know he's got a hat mm. on, but like he's gonna not like, in seventy six. No, no way. definitely not. That's my definitely next uh, pick and payoff loss. I got to run across the country. <laughs> if I lose. Wow. It's gonna be a long one. All right. Uh, all right, well, I'm excited to see if we can keep our Tom Hanks uh, streak going on tomorrow's show when we break down Game 1 of the NBA Finals. Is it weird that Game 1 of the NBA Finals is starting tonight and it's between the Bucks and the Suns to anybody else? It just doesn't feel like it at all to me that the Finals is starting tonight. Hey, maybe when Alice Cooper starts playing the National Anthem, I'll get into it. But right now, I don't know, I'm all discombobulated, Tass. It doesn't, doesn't feel like it's uh, Game 1 tonight of the Finals. I know. I got to go back to the old calendar. Let's talk dates again. If it was <laughs> Thursday night. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. It. That bump up. Yeah. Know. Tuesday. This is crazy. Right now we're supposed to be filling time. You know, we're supposed to be filling it with odds and ends of the playoffs. News. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, perhaps. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. We're getting, we're getting awful close to Lee counting down his top ten Tom Hanks movies. Uh, <laughs> Number one, Philadelphia for oh, yeah, 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 Philadelphia. Yeah, Save that. Private Ryan's an interesting one. It's, uh... <laughs> Save it, man. Save it. Yeah, we got a lot of yeah, time yeah, off between yeah. these games. We're going to need that as a segment. All right. We'll call it there, guys. Enjoy game one of the NBA Finals tonight. We'll be back tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern, live here on YouTube. Subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube if you haven't already. Smash that like button. Leave your comments below the video to help us defeat the algorithm. Get your questions in. NBA and non-NBA questions alike to nodunks at theathletic.com. Subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash nodunks so they know that we sent you. 
and go grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, the sloth picked the suns. Do 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 do. The sloth picked the suns. Yeah. Uh, and it's all wrong. Bucks and six. Oh, embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.